Welcome to Dreams X Trash Podcast. Would you be a floating consciousness like that rock in the air? What is that, by the way? It's a rock. Like a, a tiny planet. It is a tiny planet. Would I be a float? I mean, if I was a floating... So what is consciousness? You know, it's... The mystics, you know, the, the Buddhists, the Hindus, they talk about consciousness being everything. Everything is happening in consciousness. This conversation is happening in consciousness. Your sights... The things you're seeing are all being seen in consciousness, right? They're not out there. They're inside of consciousness. So everything is consciousness, right? But at what point does your consciousness stop and the real world begin? So the idea is that the real world is consciousness. If everything is is in consciousness, that means even the real world is in consciousness. So when bad things are happening to me, is it me, my consciousness, doing those bad things to myself? Bad things are not happening to you. Bad things are happening. And your ego is saying that they're happening to you. Right? right. I was watching this... I was watching this series yesterday with my wife. Uh, The show is called... uh, Anne with an E. It's... It's a Netflix show. It's based off of the book called... Anne of Green Gables. You know the book? Yeah, I know the book. So there was this one scene whereby... One boy... His name is Gilbert... Lost his father, right? Uh And Anne was trying to console him. And she was telling him that... You know, from my, you're so lucky. At least you have the memory of your father. I do. I didn't know my father. You have this wonderful stories about your father. I don't have any stories about my father. And the boy Gilbert asked Anne. Gilbert asked Anne, like, why do you? Are you saying I'm lucky? And Anne said, yes, you're lucky compared to me. And the boy said, why does this have to be about you? Right. Uh-huh. And. If it was me, if I was Anne in that moment, I would have told the boy, and why is it also about you? Why does it also have to be about you? Because now that's the thing, bad things happen, like people die, right? And we take that personal, like that that the pain of their loss is is only for us. Their death is bad for us. Right? Uh-huh. And it's only bad insofar as your how much you needed them, how much you love them, you know? They say that the price of love is is grief. That's the price of love, because one day you're gonna lose the person you love, right? So I'm gonna lose my daughter you, one day. Hopefully. Are you are you advocating for like the Buddhists, the Buddhist creed of no attachment, that one should just accept that these things happen, and not have grief and not hold on to things that they love in this world? You know, like I w- I would like to advocate for that, but it's very hard because, like, of course. It's not like I'm going to say it's nothing when if my daughter were to die. You know, God forbid my daughter were to die before me. I'm not going to say it's nothing. But if you think about it, it's, that's bound to happen, right? My mother is going to die one day, right? And when that day comes, will I act as though I'm the first person in the world that lost their mother? I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. So, I don't know how I'll be. I don't know how I'll react. But I do agree with the Buddhist creed, like, just let it go. Because those two people you love are going to die one day. Let go of your wants, let go of your needs, you know. Is this... I read something a few months back, it says... What was the thing it said? Like, are you the, going things to... you, the things you hold on to are the things that cause you the most pain. Something along those lines, I'm not quite sure what it was. So go quietly into the sweet night. 
or die yes or die in, no. die against the raging of the light do you think that's the reason why people are drawn to stories in the first place because death for human beings for a lot of us death isn't for us to just die that isn't a sufficient mm. amount it isn't a sufficient answer it it shouldn't to us we we can't just let it go like that it's not conclusive enough so we are drawn to creating stories that outlive us whether these stories are through our art our movies our poetry we want in some way or form to have something that precedes us precedes our existence so long after we're gone we have like a legacy do you think so one of the oldest stories we tell ourselves is the story of the hero i suspect and i think this is kind of well known at least it's common knowledge at this point but there's a lot of literature on it like the hero's journey right um it's one of those context it's like almost a super context it applies to the way all of our lives or the way how do i describe this it's a super context for the way we should be governing our lives okay so we wake up in the morning and there's a dragon that we have to slay and we are the knight and we have to set forth into the world or set out into our community and try to slay that dragon right do you believe in that sort of story the hero's journey do you believe everyone's trying to be a hero to some extent that's why i was saying that everyone is the main character in their own story right in your own head you're the main character even though you're really not you're really not a main character no one is a main character but you are a main character that's why everyone has dragons to slay right and the dragon will be as anything as simple as getting that a better job you know Leaving the job you don't like, that's a dragon. That's a dragon, right? What is your dragon, Oscar? My dragon. What's my dragon? My dragon, my dragon is procrastination. My dragon is mediocrity. My dragon is... Oh man, I have so many dragons. Majorly procrastination. I feel like so much in my life can change if I just stop procrastinating, you know? Yeah, but I mean, like, I've started to make some changes. Like, I, nowadays, I wake up really early. First thing I do, in the, I wake up at 5.30. First thing I do is meditate. Then I go to the gym. Like, I'm just, like, I was listening to this. The reason why I decided to wake up at 5.30 is because I was listening to this thing by Joko Willink. And he was saying that people always ask me, how do I become disciplined? You know? And he gave a very simple answer. He said, if you want to be disciplined, the first thing you have to do is wake up early every morning right and he say that every time you press that snooze button that snooze button is a dream killer it's not a snooze button it's a dream killer i decided i decided i'm going to wake up early every day and this morning when the when the alarm went up went off at 5:30 i was like fuck let me just sleep in today let me just sleep in today but like no 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 if i sleep in today i'm going to sleep in tomorrow and the day after that it's a slippery slope Yes. It's and it's comfortable to stay in bed until 8. It's very comfortable. Right? But the discomfort of waking up early is only uncomfortable when you're getting out of bed. As soon as your foot touches the floor, the discomfort is gone. You're already up now. I'm up now. It's Let's the move. Law, it's the law of inertia. The 
body yeah. that is moving wants to keep moving. The body that is not moving wants to remain not moving. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's much harder to start moving when you're not moving. And it's a lot yeah. easier to keep moving when you are moving. Mm-hmm. And that applies, that. that shockingly applies to a lot of things in our life. Everything. It's so much harder Everything. to start something when you're starting from zero than it is to accelerate something that's already moving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's me trying to get better. Waking up early, doing the things that, you know, maybe maybe someone will tell me you don't need to go to the gym every day. I mean, maybe I, I don't need to, but I want to. I want to. And I, it's not like I'm going to spend an hour in the gym, you know? In the end, I think it's just... You have to live your life the way you want to live it. Yeah. For lots of people, it means waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. I don't have to. I don't have to at all. Yeah. I don't have to. It's, it's just the way you want to live your life. So some people yeah. who want to wake up at 8 and they have other things in the world, like they're trying to... They, they want to start a business. They want to move to that country that they've always wanted to go to. They want to become something or become someone that they've always dreamed about but never actually took the first few steps towards. Mm-hmm. That's, yep, 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 that's, yep. That, those are the kinds of things that they need to do. They don't have to become yep. a Navy SEAL like Joko Willink mm. to live their mm. own lives. They just need to become a person they're proud of. Exactly. And my dragon. Oh, what is my dragon? My dragon is... I guess it is procrastination too. Just not being able to realize the things that I want in my life. And... Expectations. Having massive amounts of expectations. And not really doing anything. I don't know. Maybe lots of people are like this, but that's been a clear problem in my life. And... It's only now that I'm starting to really take steps towards changing that and living away. It's it was almost it, I I have to like give a lot of appreciation to people like Jordan Peterson and David Goggins cuz listening to them it, it it just allowed me to wake up one day and ask myself like you look into the mirror, right? You have to ask yourself, are you proud of the person that you see in front of you are you content with the current state are you content with the current state of your life and after listening to those people david goggins jordan peterson this well i just woke up one day well it, was, it wasn't like i guess i'm not waking up one day it's like a slow realization mm-hmm. like somebody who's slowly turning the heat in the room up a gradual up. awakening a, a gradual, gradual awakening or exactly and I realized that I can't live my life like this anymore. Me living my life the way I was is tantamount to me just killing myself, killing myself very, very slowly. So some some part, somewhere, someplace in my mind, I was I said to myself that, you know, something has to change. And that's what that is what has brought me down this path today. And some of that's some of the motivation why we even do this, what we're doing right now, while we're talking to each other. Doing the podcast yeah. and everything. Sometimes I will realize, 
when I interact with my wife, I interact with resentment sometimes, and the resentment isn't any that has nothing to do with her. It's about how I see myself, and whatever feelings I have about myself, I put those uh, the judgment in her eyes, right? So it's like her eyes are a mirror of me. And when there's any negativity swirling in my mind, I assume that that's all she sees when she looks at me. So I get resentful, right? You understand that? You get resentful. You're projecting. I'm projecting, exactly, I'm projecting. And I realize whenever I do things right, whenever I do the things I know I'm supposed to do, and I look into people's eyes, I don't feel that judgment anymore. You know what, if I, I, it's like, when I do the, the things I'm supposed to do, and I look at people, it seems as though the world is smiling back at me. You know, all of a sudden, I'm seeing smiling faces all around me. I didn't see these faces before. Where were they? Now everyone is smiling at me. What do you, what would you tell the people who are trying to, on some way or form, they want to be a hero. They want to be a hero that they've always wanted to be. People are trying to become heroes. But there's a famous quote by Peter Peter Kraft. He he famously put that our culture has filled our heads, but emptied our hearts. Stuffed our wallets with stuffed our wallets, but starved our wonder. It has fed our thirst for facts, but not for the meaning or mystery. It produces nice people, but not heroes. Do you think that's yes. that's ultimately the product that we have reached a place of ultimate safety and abundance, yet we're draining our hearts of the most important things that should be valued in life? Uh, to answer this, I'm going to tell you, like I was a couple of years ago, I met this girl in, in a bar and she, she was a PhD student in Osaka. In Kyoto, I believe, actually. And you were talking about just life, right? Yeah. He was telling me the most important thing in life is be successful. And back then, I didn't agree. I don't agree. I don't even agree now either. I get what does success even mean? Is success meaning having a good job and a lot of money? Right? Because that's how she was. That's what was her definition of success. A good job that pays really, really well. And I, was t- and I would ask, what about people? What about family? And she said, people can disappoint you. Why would you fill your life with that? Right? And so I, I kept asking myself, I didn't tell her this, but I was asking myself, of course people disappoint you. People have disappointed me in the past, but I have also disappointed people. And the reason why you get disappointed with people is not always because they are looking to disappoint you. You understand? It's like, your father telling you, I'm going to come to your swimming meet. I'm going to come to your football game. But they end up not coming. Not because they don't care about you, but because there was traffic. Maybe they got sick, right? But you feel disappointed. They let you down. So the reason why people seem to let to disappoint you is because your ego is taking control of everything in your life. So you tell your ego, I will ignore everyone and just focus on making money and becoming wealthy, becoming successful. Then what? Then you'll die. And who'll be by your deathbed? All the money? Will all the money be by your deathbed? But all those people who disappointed you, 
willingly or not, they can be at your deathbed. They can be the ones who will hold your hand when you die. Not only have we lost wonder, not only have we lost, you know, a sense of mystery for the world, we've also lost a sense of appreciation of the people in our lives. Not even the people in our lives, just people, just people, just people. Living in a city does that to you. Me living in Osaka has made people become a, nu- become a nuisance to me because there are just too many people all around me, right? And walking in the street, I bump into people and I feel pissed off. Like, I feel like this person is walking in my way. Like the road was built for Oscar. Like the street was built for me. <laughs> and for the longest time, biologically, people were living in small knit groups of small exactly. knit, well-knit communities, right? Mm-hmm. You were living in groups of like 20, 30 people. And most of these people were your family. They had they, direct blood relations, blood relations to you. And if not direct, at least you yeah. knew them since you were a kid, you know? Yeah. Right? But now, like, I'm surrounded by strangers. All around me are strangers. Right? And it's, think about, especially living in Japan, trying to start a conversation is something strange to do. I can't just be in the elevator and meet someone and say, hey, what's up? How's your day? Where are you going today? I become a weird guy. They say, henna hito, henna hito, henna hito. He's a strange guy. That's because they wanted to start a conversation with a stranger. Being a hero, right? Because we all, all, all our, we're all main characters of our own stories. What kind of hero do you want to be? To be a hero, straight up. That's it. There's no kind of hero. I want to be a hero. hero. I want to be the guy. You know, this is the thing. My, this is it. I want to be the kind of person that people around me know they can depend on. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing more important than knowing that. People knowing they can depend on you. Right? Right. And Jason always comes through. In good times and in bad, Jason will always come through. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. There's nothing else I want to be. I don't want to be the richest man in the world. I don't want to be the strongest man in the world. I don't care about being the most handsome man in the room. But if, man, if I can be the person people know you can count on that guy. That's it. That's it. For me, I've always wanted to be able to take care of the people around me, being there for them when they need it the most. But it also recently, I've wanted to be able to help my community as well. The people around me, and hopefully I want become a person who can help others as well so people who are not within my direct social network or like in a social network but everyone else around me and then i don't know maybe if i get my act together because who knows what happens when you get our act together right and with the help with other people because let's be honest i'll be honest like at least for myself i've never been able to do things on my own i'll be able yeah, to yeah help other people those people will help other people and then if we help enough people together collectively then we can all make the world a little bit better that's it that's all i really want in the end and with that we're actually out of time see you in the next world oscar see you in the next world jason <laughs>